to the hymn for me, please. Um, that is on page 679. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Happy Sabbath, everyone. I am very much encouraged to be here today, and I'm very much encouraged to be able to speak to God's people through the power and unction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Without the Spirit... I can't do anything. You can't do anything. Amen? Amen. But I am so excited on this Sabbath day to be able to speak and have to stand between the living and the dead spiritually. And, you know, having a foundation growing up of having an evangelist as my father, O.J. McKinney, which you hear me reference often, and a loving mother, Dr. Bonnie McKinney. Just having a family like that, it just gives me a deep foundation in my soul. Amen? I need a, uh, a, a mobile mic. You know, I move around. so. Um, and because of that, it just gives me courage to stand before God's people and to talk to you. And to be motivated by love. I love you. Amen? Amen. Do you know that Jesus loves you? Yeah. Amen? You know that Jesus died for you? Yes. Amen. We, you know, when we accept that love, it, it makes all the difference in our lives. When we're in public, people get to see us and see how we function and operate. But what happens in private? Do we still maintain that love? You understand? This thing is very personal. It should be personal to each one of us, our Christian walk. And so I'm thankful to be able to talk to God's people today. Uh, I'm waiting for that 
mic and then I'm going to get started. I have some documents to pass out and uh, I'm going to do my very best to get right to the point. Uh, I have to say to you all that uh, I'm used to, thank you so much, um, to doing presentations that are really workshops. <laughs> so many times I can go a good distance, but I've been thinking about it. And I said, all right, Lord, during this sermon time, show me how to cut it down a little bit. So y'all pray with me and work with me, please, uh, because we have some real things to say um, as the Lord leads. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray first and then we're going to sing a song, saints. Is that all right? That gets me going. Let us pray, everyone. Our most gracious and heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of my heart. For your love, your grace, and your mercy. You said in your word, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. But I'm going to bless your holy name because you're worthy to be praised. If I was by myself, I'd say the same thing the same way. Because in my heart, I believe. And Father, I just simply ask you to help my unbelief. Father, yes. I hold on to your word right now, to every promise that you've given. Mm-hmm. And I ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to help me. Yes. Please, Lord, forgive me for my sins and shortcomings. I ask for you to, I plead the blood of Jesus and ask you to cleanse my heart right now. Mm-hmm. And that you will create within me a clean heart yes. and renew the right spirit in me. Yes. I'm ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm ready to communicate. I'm ready to take courage. And I'm ready to share. Yes. I can't do it without you. Yes. Help me. Yes. Jesus said. See? Page 569. It's worthy. It's worthy, man. I see it, brother. Thank you. I'm ready for war. Thank you. Ready to fight. Because of who we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Saints of God, this song means much to me. Pass me not, O oh gentle Savior. I'm going to do the first and the second and the last. I can't apologize for my tears because I just know when the Spirit is present. And it means the world to me personally.
sacrifice for us. Here, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. It's worthy to be praised. Worthy to be praised. Lord, Seven through seventeen. 
We're going to lift up Christ today and we're going to see what he has to say in his word. Amen. Amen. John chapter 15, verses 7 through 17. Now, verse 7 says, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Just strictly on what the Lord said in his word, I have a question for you. Are you willing to believe specifically what Jesus just said in his word? Because yes, it's in red, by the way. So he said it. There's power in God's word. All power. Let's go to verse 8. Herein is my father glorified. You want to know how to glorify God? Here it is. That ye bear much fruit. Huh? So shall ye be my what? Disciples. I have a question for you. Soldiers. How many people would take the courage and are willing to be disciples for Christ? Let me see your hand. With all the courage that you can muster. Amen? Come on now. Yes, sir. Verse 9. See, I can stand behind God's promises. Yeah, you can. Because his promises are sure. Verse 9. And so can you. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in what? My love. In my love. Wait a minute now. I've got to pause. because Now here it is. Here it is. Right here. Verse 10. If ye keep my what? Commandments, ye shall what? Abide. Abide in what? My love. My love. Even as I have kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. Okay. Okay. Let's go to that next slide, brothers. That next slide. Because we're going to walk something down today. As soon as I see that slide, here we go. Here's a main point today I would like you to take with you. Your theory of faith must have a foundation. Now, I didn't put the, the source, but I'll tell you. That was Ellen White's husband who made that statement while he was talking and communicating. And someone was saying that they believe. And so he said, your theory of faith must have a foundation. Yes, sir. Come on, uh -huh. uh oh. Uh huh? Something to stand on. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to ask you to go to the next slide, please. Oh. Mm -hmm. What is this? Oh, Picture up. It's my favorite subject. That's it. That's it. You gotta hit that. I would have lost my way when I was in college at age 18. With all of the foolishness going on with the young people my age hmm. and college, had the Lord not put me directly in touch with a teacher who believed in a sanctuary message and started presenting it to us as students. And it gave me a visual of how God's system works. Hmm. And from that moment on until today, Things have gotten clearer and get clearer and get clearer on what the Lord is asking and requiring. 
I don't want just the early rain experience. No, no sir, can't do that, preacher. I'm asking for the latter rain experience. And the latter rain experience is not just a how some people out there try to do it, talk about the feeling part of it. Mm. That's not even what's going on. No, sir. The Bible says, my doctrine shall drop as the rain, it shall distill as the dew. Come on, preacher. So in the word of God, the information that we're reading, the scriptures I just read just now, these represent God's doctrines. And the Holy Spirit's job in this latter rain moment is to mature your faith. To mature you, to help you to grow to a full stature, a complete person in Christ. Come on now. So, this sanctuary, what did I, what is the sermon title? Living under what? Christ's command. A whole nation, as illustrated here, was living under Christ's command. Hmm? You see, as long as that that cloud of fire. Yeah, you yeah. see that cloud uh -huh. up there? As long as that was there, uh -huh. they didn't have anything to worry about. Uh -huh. Let me ask you a question. Come on, preacher. If the presence of God is with you in your life and in your heart every day, do you have anything to worry about? Yes, sir. That's correct. I like the simple things about the scriptures because it it takes away all of the fluff and all of the stuff. Yeah. My father, O.J. McKinney, he wasn't a complicated man. That man just loved people. And he was faithful in what he did. My mother, she was a doctor, alternative health doctor, and all she did is focus on what she could do to help people. Mm. Amen? Amen? That's what I know. I'm going to bring it for what I know. Amen? Mm. Now, I'm, I want to come back to this. Let's go to the next slide. There's many things I could say, but the key points I want to say is since we're living under Christ's command, my question to you is, what is the main command that the Lord has commanded us to do? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. The Lord has commanded us to love God with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength. Hmm? Mm -hmm. The second command is to love what? Love to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Now, if you think about the world and how the world thinks and operates, and you consider what the Lord is trying to get us to focus on, you will see there's a tremendous contrast. Because, as a certain Lord says, the world, the spirit of the world is about Get, get. Ah. Hmm? Mm -hmm. But the spirit of heaven is about give, give. Huh. So say to God, let's make that super simple now. In this church, hmm. if we simply decided not to take the spirit of the world in our interactions with each other, then we're not focused on how much I can get. But instead, we have a different mentality. We come in the church with a heart ready to serve, ready to give. Yes, yes, that's it. And the Lord has a unique promise for us when we take that mindset. Give and it shall be. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. That's it. Press down. 
shaking together, running over. But stop right there. Because as a young man, I figured this out through the unction of the Holy Spirit because I didn't have anybody emphasize what I'm about to say. And the Spirit gave it to me clear. He focused my mind and said, this is what happens when you do what I ask you to do. It's right there in the scripture. It says, shall men give unto your bosom? Oh my goodness. Huh? Let's say it again now. Now that I put a little emphasis, let's, let's say that together. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down Shaking together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. If you found yourself bewildered in your life, wondering why things are not going right, why you don't have all the resources you need, why certain things are not happening, my proposal to you is to take the mindset of being like the spirit of heaven, and that is to give. The servant of the Lord said it like this. The spirit of selfishness is the spirit of Satan. But the spirit of liberality is the spirit of heaven. Now imagine taking that mindset in your home. Hello. Huh? That's why my wife is back. Ooh. Let's come on, keep it simple. Let's let the spirit work. Let's let the spirit talk. Let's get real testimonies. Let's get real with this thing. Amen. Because without that, nothing's going to happen. Amen? Amen? God's a too good God. Amen. Huh? Come on now. When Jesus lived on this earth, guess what? He dealt with the people. In fact, in gospel workers, the servant says, take people where they are. Whatever their condition. Listen to me, saints. Take people where they are. Whatever their condition. Whatever their position. And help them in every way possible. Uh, she says, this is gospel mm. ministry. Mm. That's the life and lifestyle of Elder O.J. McKinney and Dr. Bonnie McKinney, a mother and father. Mm. And that's why I can't help but live the same way. Amen. 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 Y'all get that? Yes. Amen. Is that practical? We got ten commandments, amen? amen? These days I call them the ten love commandments. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, that transformed my way of thinking just saying it that way. Because when you combine love with God's commandments and obeying what he has to say, something amazing happens in your heart. Mm -hmm. amen? amen? Let's go to the next slide. <laughs> what does it say right here? Commandments equal love. <laughs> equal love. <clears throat> if we're wondering why we have all these relationship problems in the church, yeah. in the schools, in our community, and in our homes, it's simply because love is not present in those interactions in certain places. And that selfishness is the thing that's dominating. Do you know the servant of the Lord said that, and I'm super paraphrasing this because I haven't read it in a long time. But this is basically what she said. If you have an argument or a disagreement that goes past five minutes, that means there's pride somewhere in the present. Mm -hmm. Somewhere. Right. Right. Interaction. How, how long is that? Past Within five minutes. <laughs> I told that to my wife 20 plus years ago. And she'll tell you, 
I'm not the one that's gonna spend time arguing with you. I'm gonna look real quick at myself before I look at you. And I'm gonna fight with everything I got to humble myself faster than you humble yourself. Not because I'm competing, but because I recognize, listen, pride ain't gonna get to the heart to anybody. Now you got, they got some sense. Do, do I get a witness in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? So the biggest lesson the Lord has taught me personally in my own home is let the spirit lead, let the spirit deal with the person's heart, your wife's heart, huh? Your husband's heart, your children's heart, your church member's heart. Come on now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on, preacher. Oh, man. Come on now. Commandments equal what? Now, we're in the last days, right? I'm not even giving you a fire and brimstone message. Not right now. You know why? Because these days, you can go to YouTube and you get all kind of fire and brimstone messages. Ain't no excuse. Y'all have no excuse at all, any of us. You didn't get what you need from the church and get on YouTube. Go somewhere and find you that message that will bless your soul. Amen. But today, the Holy Spirit is letting me know this is the root of the problem. Huh. Because it. if you don't have love in your heart, That's right. huh? it does not matter. Huh. First Corinthians 13. Come yeah. on, saints. Y'all know this stuff. Yeah, children's story. Huh? Children's story. But remember what I said earlier. You have the theory of faith. You got to have a foundation. And the question is, what's that foundation? Jesus Christ. Huh? That's, That's the biggest thing, the message I want to say today. Christ is our foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You personally, you and I need Christ personally. Mm, big time. It's not about form and fashion. No. It's not about your name. No. Huh? No, what you know? What your degree is? Uh -huh. What? No. You think that's going to get you to heaven? No. 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 Somebody's lying to you, and you're lying to yourself. You want to know how to make it? Do what the Lord said do. He said, if you love me, guess what? Keep my commandments. And I'm going to give you a secret. We can't do that without the Holy Spirit's power. We need the oil of grace in our hearts. Ask for it. In fact, we're in the latter rain time. So this is the time we must ask for it. Plead for it. Request and talk to the Lord personally. Huh? This is not a fashion show. Huh? It's not, is it? No. Look, can I speak plainly? Look, my wife said I look good today. But guess what? She was right. She was right. Guess what? Guess what? It's not a fashion show. No. It's time to get ready for Jesus to come. Amen. Huh? Amen. Let's go to the next slide, please. Man, I love the Lord, man. Amen. You love the Lord? Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 1 John 5:3. For this is the love of God. That we what, saints? Keep his commandments. Keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. Why are people acting like being a seven-day Adventist and worshiping on Sabbath on Saturday is a burden. The only reason why it's a burden to you is you didn't recognize that the nature of the commandments is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That means your heart's not in it. You're just doing it for form and fashion. You're just doing it because somebody else said do it. You ain't doing it from your heart. Hmm? And then when you decide 
to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, now he's going to test you because, okay, you love me? Then go feed my sheep. Why is he doing that? Because he got two commands. He said, now you got, I'm good, we're connected, you're not double-minded, I'm your, I'm your, okay, so I serve you, you I, Lord, I serve you. We're connected, right? Yes, okay. Now, now that we're connected, I need you to go serve. Mm. In Desire of Ages, the servant Lord says, the great law of life is the law of service. Mm. Well, let's make it practical. If we're going to heaven and it's all about our character, because hmm? these bodies are going to change. If it's really about our character, then guess what? How are we going to develop the character of heaven where the entire environment is about liberality? It's about loving each other. It's about serving each other. And heaven has access to all the resources. Think about this concept. If I have unlimited resources, unlimited power, and unlimited knowledge, the only thing I really can do is take a mindset to be liberal and just give because I got everything. Huh? Yes, yes. huh? Yes, so the Lord wants to give it to us so we can give it to someone else because we can't hold all of that. No, no, no. Okay, brother. All right, all right. Thank you, Jesus. For this is the what? Love of God. That we do what? Keep his commandments. And what? And his commandments are not what? Burdens. Amen. Amen. That's it. All right, saints. Y'all see what's going on. All right, let's go to the next slide. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, this thing is getting rich and good. Yeah, it's sweet, sweeter than honey. Sweeter than honey, chief. Uh -huh. So now, it says, it is upon the what? The rock. The rock of the Redeemer. Who is who? Christ. Christ, the Son of God, that you what? Must be your foundation. That's it. That's it. Hmm? Saints of God. Let me ask you a simple question. How many people want to go to heaven? Let me see your hand. <laughs> That's a really elementary question. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask it in a different way. How many people would love to be in a place where there's zero selfishness? <laughs> no pride. Uh, I'm talking about the unselfishness that's so powerful that the only thing anyone thinks about is how can I help you and how can I serve you. First uh, Corinthians 10 24. Y'all want to know how to operate in the church? I'm talking to you about it right now. First Corinthians 10 24. The Bible says, let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. So to you man and to you woman, God's talking to us. <laughs> wow. Huh? Y'all okay. like that? You like that? Yeah. Spirit is amazing. Yeah. All right. So it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that ye must build your foundation. That's it. All right. How many people want us to, to build a foundation deep in Christ? Yeah. Now, you wonder, why have you raised your hand? All the time. Because I'm just telling you, the school I come from, if this thing ain't personal, we ain't talking about anything. Hmm? Because if it's not in your heart, then what are we talking about? Because hmm? I can't live for you, you can't live for me. We all got to make decisions. Because when we leave this place, we got to go back home. That's 
Yes, we got to deal with the issues of life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So something's got to move you. Huh? Huh? Yeah, spirit. We got to let the spirit move us. Yes. Let's go to the next slide, please. The tabernacle of Moses. Hmm. I can't get all super deep on this today, but I do want to touch on it. Say to God, let's look at something simple. We got the entrance gate. We're talking about coming into the sanctuary. We got the north, the south, the east, and the west. These things, we need to learn things. If you find yourself home bored and you don't got nothing to do, this is not boring. Believe me, when you start studying it and you really focus and let the spirit lead, it's unprecedented. All right? Stop saying you're bored. You got a lot to do. And the Lord will show you the way. Amen? You got the outer court. On this outer court, in my studies early on, I found out that the courtyard represents earth. So we're in the courtyard. Hmm? And the question is, are you in Christ? That means you're in here. Or are you out of Christ? That means you're not in here. Mm. It's simple now. Because without Christ, we can do nothing. Amen? Amen. Okay, simple stuff now. We got the altar burnt offering. That's where the sacrifices are made. Let me ask you a question. In your relationship with your spouse, if you're not willing to make a sacrifice, what happens? There's a problem. Amen, saints? Amen. There's a problem with the Lord when you're not willing to make a sacrifice. You get it? So the question you have to ask yourself every single day is what are you willing to give up for the Lord? What are you willing to sacrifice for the Lord? All these arguments about what we eat, how we eat, how we dress, all that stuff. Come on, saints. We can't change anybody's opinion. Hmm? But what we can do is we can do what the Bible says. It says, let us therefore not judge anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. Mm. So let me show you how love functions in that because I know I'm a living testimony to this. There are certain things if I know it's going to impact someone around me and their faith, I'm willing to not eat it, wear it, or do it just to make sure they're straight and their faith is strong. That's what love will do. All these arguments, all these selfish ways that we do stuff, is for the birds. And you're not going to get to heaven with that mindset. Mm. Satan been lying to you, you straight up. Okay. It's plain stuff now. This is simple stuff now. Come on now. Huh? You got the golden labor. You got the uh, labor, bronze labor. Bible says Jesus said the feet like brass. And you got a bronze labor. Hmm. I mean, Jesus, I could have to give you the whole class, but those feet of brass represent Jesus' suffering mm -hmm. and the fire and, and, and adversity and challenges he would have to go through. And we're following in his footsteps in the courtyard mm -hmm. on earth. Yes. So the Bible says, why do you think it's strange the fiery trials that come to try men's souls? Uh, huh? Sir. You got to recognize it work of patience mm -hmm. and let patience have her what? Perfect work. I'll give it to you another way. A complete work. Mm. Yes, sir. Because like a flower or, or, or one growing out of the ground is perfect at each stage. Ooh. 
<laughs> it's complete at each stage. Come on now. So the question you want to ask yourself, are you perfectly growing stage by stage? As you grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. Are you covered by Christ 24-7? Ooh, now this thing is coming together in your mind. I can tell by your response. Hmm? You got the table show bread? You got the golden lampstand? The altar of incense? And the Ark of the Covenant? It is my suggestion, request, and encouragement to you today, saints of God, in this church. Please, do not allow yourself to continue to remain ignorant of God's system. <clears throat> this represents God's system. Now, the world is giving you on all these news stations and all these internet stations and all that kind of stuff, Satan is getting his system of selfishness out to you and you're looking at it all the time. But the Bible says by beholding, is by beholding you become changed. So you want to think about this thing differently? You want to set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth? Then put your mind in a place that the Lord can educate you about a new jurisdiction that you're going to that you don't know nothing about that you need the Lord to teach you. Is that clear sense? We got the holy place and we got the most holy place. And believe me, you got selfishness and you try to function inside of this, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to work. I can't say it no plainer than that. Amen, saints? Let's go to the next slide, please. How many people want Jesus to tabernacle with them personally? Now remember, we are uh, we are supposed to be a, a temple. Huh? Somebody know that scripture? Yeah. What's that scripture? Your body is what? The temple of what? Of the Holy Spirit. Let's not guess the situation. Servant Lord says we all not guess about anything. Stop guessing in the church, saints. Just stop it. There's no reason for you to be guessing. The Bible says if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God. He give it to all men liberally. And he upbraid if not. In other words, he ain't selfish. He's not going to hold back the information. Hmm? He's not going to treat you like we treat us. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Huh? Amen. So the court, the altar of sacrifice, the labor, we're talking about the tabernacle. We just want Jesus to dwell with us in our lives. That's one of the greatest revelations personally that I have discovered since I've been in this, this uh, message and being a seven-day minister all my life. In this time frame of my life is discovering the power of the Holy Spirit and how he used to work with us is one of the greatest revelations that happened to me personally in my life. Y'all have heard me say this many times. Zechariah 4, 6. Huh? huh? The Lord mean? said. Now, by, my, by the way, when you say the Lord, it means ruler. The certain Lord said many people claim Christ as their Savior, but not as their Lord. Mm -hmm. Let me pause for a minute. Remember, this message is about the heart. It's about are you grabbing what the Holy Spirit is saying to your heart personally? We can claim Christ as our Savior all day. But if we don't respond and do what he asks us to do, then what is it going to mean for you? You get it? Or for me? All right, saints. Let's go to the next slide, please. 
Blessings are promised on what? Conditions. Huh? Okay. Let's go to the next slide. So mind you, our scripture verse, John chapter 15, verses 7 through 17, look at verse 1 and think about the point I just shared with you. The Bible says what, saints? If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Melvin, we call this stuff the divine guarantee, my friend. You like guarantees? I love guarantees, bro. And I love that Christ has guaranteed things to us. You do this, I'll do that. George, may I ask you a question? When my wife was not home, and you came, and you didn't even know I was married a few years ago, and you said something was missing when you walked in the house. And then we sat down together at some point. Matter of fact, I was out of town. We were on the phone, and we claimed the scripture together. That scripture was this. The Bible says we're two. We're two. Touch and agree on anything on earth. The Bible says it shall be done by Heavenly Father, which is in heaven. I have a question for you, bro. Were we in tears? Yes, sir. Were, were we communicating to the Lord from the heart? Were we not playing? No. Were we? No, we were not playing, sir. Mm -mm. We meant it, didn't we? We believed it with all our heart, correct? Still, still mean it. Where's my wife right now? She's at house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my brother. Amen. Can you pass those handouts over, please? Amen. Amen. All right, so this is what my goal was today. Real something to you. My goal was if I had to stretch it, I said, Lord, I can't go past the hour. I was trying to stay with 30 minutes. I didn't tell you, but it looks like I'm at 41 minutes. So I got it in front of me so I can at least stay focused a little bit. So I have a document, and this is a very important document because I want you to take this home. When I was at Oakwood and I attended Oakwood College, uh, I had the privilege of being under the ministry of E.C. Ward. Yes, yeah, now, there's all kind of controversial things about all kind of folk. But I'm telling you, I learned some very positive things from that man. Yeah, man. Very organized. Yeah, very organized. And I'm talking about, imagine when you go to Wednesday night prayer meeting, and he's passing out documents hmm. that he put together so that all the students can have it. Yeah. So after the presentation, you can go home and you can study what was shared. Amen. Amen. That's, That's kind of impacted my life. I just can't even help it now. Amen. So I had to put something in your hand. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. All right. Just love you. That's why I want to make sure you have what you have, what you need. Amen. Amen. Remember, oh man, you can't fool. Listen, tell, let's tell the truth. When someone's not sincere, do we have the ability to pick that up? Yes, sir. Is that true? That's yes, what yeah. Okay. So we know when people are coming to the table authentically or not. We just pay attention. Is that correct? I know when I deal with my wife, that's how it is. I can claim all kind of stuff. But boy, she'll start going through her head and think about details. What I said, what I didn't do, what I should have done. And she pull it all together and she'll be able to tag that thing. Come on 
Now y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, <coughs> She'll get you, bro. Come on now. She will get you. Listen, this ain't no play. This ain't no game. We're in the church of God, the church of prayer, the house of prayer, and we mean business because the church was organized for service. That's what the service said. We're here to serve. And it's my, it's my belief wholeheartedly that the moment that the missionary spirit that's motivated by love and empowered by the faith of the Lord and his word rests and abide deeply in each one of our hearts here in this place, you will not be able to stop us from witnessing. You will not be able to prevent us from getting out there and telling and talking about this gospel and bring people in this church. But it starts with a made up mind. It starts by being, having Christ abide in our hearts personally. It starts with us being full of the Spirit personally. See, we're so, we're so quick to talk about how the life of Jesus and not apply it to ourselves. We'll talk about, we'll do Sabbath school and talk about how Jesus got on his knees and he prayed and he prayed all night, he did all kinds of stuff. What about you? He didn't do that just for information. <laughs> Saints, let's take this document. Now, I'm going to do this quickly because I only got a few more minutes. I want, uh, I would say, seven of my top communicators, <laughs> seven people who can read plainly and clearly. And I want you to, when I call upon a quote, I have eight quotes here, but I want seven people. As I, when I say quote one, just raise your hand. I'd like you to read it, and I'm going to give you the mic. <clears throat> okay? This is being recorded, so I want you people to be able to hear you clearly. <clears throat> so, this is an encouragement message, quotes from the Spirit of Prophecy. I call it the Golden Bowl. Think about Zechariah chapter 4. Check that out. Sermon is under Christ's command. It's really living under Christ's command. All right? And you know who it's prepared and presented by. Anthony Kinney. Now, watch this. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 54, a faithful what? Witness. Witness. Hmm. Remember, we're on a stage right now, saints. Ah. Huh? Hmm. And we're supposed to be what? Faithful witnesses. Okay? So let's prepare ourselves for that. Amen? This chapter is based on the epistle of John. So now, I would like to ask the first person to do quote number one. Just raise your hand, and we'll get going. Okay? Amen. Quote number one. A new commandment I give unto you, Christ said, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. John 13, 34. What a wonderful statement, but oh, how poorly practiced. In the church of God today, brotherly love is sadly lacking. Many who profess to love the Savior do not love one another. Unbelievers are watching to see if the faith of professed Christians is exerting a sanctifying influence upon their lives. And they are quick to discern the defects of in character, the inconsistencies in action. Let Christians may not make it possible for the enemy to point to them and say, Behold how these people standing under the banner of Christ hate one another. Mm. Christians are all members of one family, all children of the same Heavenly Father, with the same blessed hope of immortality. Very close and tender should be the tie that binds them together. 
Very close and tender, saints. Only love that is powered by the Holy Spirit. Because remember, God commanded us to love. So if he commanded us to love, he must simultaneously give us the power to love the way that he asks. Amen, saints? So there is a closeness that heaven wants us to have and a brotherly love he wants us to have that he will teach us as we obey him and do what he asks us to do. Amen, saints? Because we don't naturally possess this in ours. All right, who would do quote number two? Okay, yes, sir. Quote number two. Divine love makes its most touching appeals to the heart when it calls upon us to manifest the same tender compassion that Christ manifested. That man only who has unselfish love for his brother has true love for God. The true Christian will not willingly permit the soul to and in peril and need to go unwarned uncared for. He will not hold himself aloof from the airy, leaving them to plunge farther into unhappiness and discouragement or to fall on Satan's battleground. Okay. So you mean to tell me we are a brother's keeper? You mean to tell me that we're so focused on service in the right way that when we see our brother, our sister, our husband, our, our, our wife, our spouse, huh, in a situation that we have enough love that we gain from Christ, that we're willing to look out for our brothers and sisters' interests. First Corinthians 10, 24, I'm going to say it again. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. If you go look in the Greek, that word wealth, guess what it means? The well-being. <laughs> so the question we want to ask each one of us want to ask ourselves is are we concerned and do we care about each other's well-being mm-hmm. elder I want to ask you just a simple living testimony do I often ask you personally and privately even though we're here how's your arm doing how you feeling do I ask you that and I stay there and I communicate with you about it. Let you know I'm praying for you. Even brought something to help you, right? Okay. We got to be concerned about each other's well-being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. George, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. You're a witness, right? A big time witness. You had a problem. You didn't have your, a car. I had a big problem. No car, sir. Yes. Talk to my wife. Mm-hmm. What did I do with the car? Um, I just want to say that he allowed me to use the car uh, for as long as I needed it. And I want to praise God for that. Amen. When there were problems with the car. When there were problems with the car, um, immediately, without hesitation, I was told to call your brother who's a mechanic. And I took it to him or he came to me first and, and fixed the problem every time. Mm. Did you come out of your pocket with any money? I came out of my pocket with zero point zero dollars. Appreciate it. Amen. Saints. Listen, if this thing ain't real, huh? then there's a problem. Mm. Mm. In this church, all we got to do is do what the Lord asks us to do. Mm. Sister Mary, that ministry that you have with the T ministry, mm. that's one of the most powerful ministries oh, I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 I mean that with all my heart. 
Because you do it with love. You're not playing with it. You're very serious about it. <clears throat> and people know it. Y'all get what I'm saying? When you do it the right way, people know. Huh? All right, now. Got me started now. All right, so who's going to do quote number three? Brother Mel? Those who have never experienced the tender, winning love of Christ cannot lead others to the fountain of life. His love in the heart is a constraining power, which leads men to reveal him in the conversation, in the tender, pitiful spirit, in the uplifting of lives of those with whom they associate. Christian workers who succeed in their efforts must know Christ. And in order to know him, they must know his love. In heaven, their fitness as workers is measured by their ability to love as Christ loved and to work as he worked. Praise the Lord. Listen, you notice all roads leads to Christ. Amen. All roads leads to Christ. Now, saints of God, let's move. We're doing well. Quote number four. Who's going to do that? Okay. Are y'all learning something today? Sir. Amen. Y'all been school today, sir. Quote four. Uh, Let us not love in word, the apostle writes, but in deed and in truth. The completeness of Christian character is obtained when the impulse to help and bless others springs constantly from within. Mm -hmm. It is the atmosphere of this love surrounding the soul of the believer that makes him a savor of life unto life and enables God to bless his work. Oh, oh my, my, my. Saints of God, let me tell you something. Again, I'm 50 years old. I've been having this all my life. And I remember people were talking about things over the years of perfection and different conversations, different sermons, things like that. But to me, the simplest concept of what the Lord's been trying to say is right there what we, my brother just read. It is super powerful. And in quote number four, it says, you see the highlight, it says the completeness of Christian character. Hmm. Notice those words. The completeness of Christian character is attained. Ready for this? When the impulse to help and bless others springs constantly from within. That's it. It is the atmosphere of this love surrounding the soul of the believer that makes him a savor of life unto life and enables God to bless his work. Amen, saints? Boy, I tell you, superpower. Quote number five. I see you, my sister. I appreciate the sacrifices that you make. Huh? Come on, sister. Good old kid. Supreme love for God and unselfish love for one another. This is the best gift that our Heavenly Father can bestow. This love is not an impulse 
but a divine principle, a permanent power. The, uns the unconsecrated heart cannot originate or produce it. Only in the heart where Jesus reigns is it found. We love him because we first loved us. He first loved us. In the, heart in the heart renewed by divine grace, love is the ruling principle of action. It modifies the character, governs the impulses, controls the passion, and ennobles the affection. This love cherished, this cherished in the soul, sweetens the life, and sheds a refining influence on all around. All right, saints. Y'all feeling like you're getting some life, some spiritual life? Huh? God's words and his principles are super powerful. They're not just regular powerful. They're super powerful. Amen, Brother Reno? Amen. All right. Now, I can't move on without saying this. Supreme love for God. Remember what the commandment is. Love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and what? Strength. Matter of fact, I got to pause and practically say this. I've heard that scripture many years in my life. But you always got to pay attention because the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and guide you in all truth. And I distinctly remember when I was thinking about it one day, and it was like the Lord highlighted the concept strength for me. And I thought about it for a minute. I said, we've been talking about the health message for a long time. We got people fighting about, oh, what you going to do versus what I'm not going to do, all that stuff. And we forget to go to the basic structure of what God commanded. He said, I need you to love me with all your strength, too. Mm. Mm. On a personal level. I didn't get that. That hit me. Could you try again? Because I asked myself a question. I said, wait a minute here. I said, Lord, you mean to tell me that I am responsible to I'm make sure, sure I, I have all of God-given strength that you can give me from day to day so that I can be available to help those around me, starting with my own family. And I rob my family when I do whatever I want to do, however I want to do it, whenever I want to do it, and don't think about them and what happens if I'm not here. That thing become, became real to me February 2011. February 24, 2011 when my dad died in his sleep. And my brother called me while I was laying in the bed. My wife was with me in my mother's house and my brother announced that to me. And I'm telling you, our entire life changed at that moment. And all the strength that my dad provided and protection and all those things in our home was gone instantly. Hmm? The reality is there even to this day. And when I watch my mother, I know how deep it really is. My mother still talks about it. She still cries about it. I remember distinctly the Lord allowed me as her oldest son to walk in her office. Then my dad sacrificed and made sure the money was there to pay for that office. 
I walked in the office one day, and when I walked around the corner, my mother, after my dad died, was around the corner, and she was weeping in tears. And I realized she was by herself. That's how she felt. She struggles with it today. Do y'all get me, saints? All right, let's keep going. So this supreme love, it means everything to the Lord. And it ought to mean everything to us. I'm going to say it like this. Unless you decide to follow Satan's plan, which, by the way, in his commandments is do what thou wilt. I personally put my eyes on it. I Listen, I was a young man. I was real bold at Oakwood. And there was a, there was a, and we was doing all kinds of studies and research. And I just happened in my research to discover that this, there was satanic commandments. And one of them was do what thou wilt. And I said, I just want to see something. I'm not getting this book. I'm not buying it. I'm not reading it. But I need to see something. And I walked in to that bookstore, myself personally, opened that satanic Bible, and looked to find the commandment, and I saw it with my own eyes. Do what thou wilt. I said, all right, I'm clear. Huh? I'm clear. So this spirit that we see in the world today, where people are dressing however they want to, tattooing themselves up how they want to, trying to get with this person, that person, the way they want to, that comes from Satan. Straight selfishness. Don't care about nobody or what anybody else thinks or what God thinks. Straight selfishness. It's the spirit of Satan. Period. You will not get an argument from me, so don't even waste your time. What God's people need to operate is with the spirit of heaven, which is the spirit of liberality. Period. Amen? Amen. Quote six. He's going to do quote six. Wrapping up now. Okay. John strove to lead the believers to understand the exalted privileges that would come to them through the exercise of the spirit of love. This redeeming power filling the heart would control every other motive and raise its possessors above the corrupting influences of the world. And as this love was allowed full sway and became the motive power in the life, their trust and confidence in God and his dealing with them would be complete. They could then come to him in full confidence of faith, knowing that they would receive from him everything needful for their present and eternal good. Herein is our love made perfect. He wrote. Herein what? Is our love made perfect. You mean that love can be made perfect? That we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casted out fear. There's no what? No fear in love. And this is the confidence that we have in, in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Is that awesome? That's sweet? Sweet and honey, bro. Quote number seven, please. Who would do quote seven? All right. Quote number seven. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. 
and he is the propitiation, propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Of the whole world? Of the whole world. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The conditions of obtaining mercy from God are simple and reasonable. The what? Did you? The conditions of obtaining mercy from God are simple and reasonable. The Lord does not require us to do some grievous thing in order to gain forgiveness. We need not make long and wearisome pilgrimages or perform painful penances to commend our souls to the God of heaven or to expiate our transgression. He that confesseth and forsaketh his sin shall have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Saints of God, thank you, Jesus. Huh? Come on now. He that confesseth and forsaketh his sin, what? Shall have mercy. Think about the concept. If you obey what God asks you to do, then you've met the conditions of what he asks you to do. So therefore, he's got to give you mercy because the Lord don't lie. You can have confidence in Jesus. Huh? So here's the last quote. Thank you, Jesus, saints. We're talking about living under Christ's command. Soldiers of the Lord. That's it. In the courts above. In the what? Courts above. Courts above. Christ is doing what? Christ is pleading for his church. Did y'all realize that Christ is pleading for us? Pleading for those for whom he has paid the redemption price of his blood. Not your blood, his blood. Centuries, saints, ages can never lessen the uh, efficacy of his atoning sacrifice. Neither life, nor death, height, nor death can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, saints. Praise the Lord. It's because of Christ's sacrifice. That we have an opportunity to be saved. Huh? Not because we hold him so firmly, saints. I know we feel good sometimes about our Christian walk. How many times we come to Sabbath school? How much money we return to tithe offering? How many times we've gone out there and witnessed? All those things are important. <laughs> but what I'm reading now is not because we hold him so firmly. Uh huh. Come on. <laughs> But because he holds us so fast. Amen. <laughs> huh? If our salvation depended, depended on our own efforts, we could not be saved. Is that plain? 
Stop being these self-righteous seven-day minutes. That self-righteousness ain't gonna get you nowhere. Honestly. Because we have no power in our ourselves to save ourselves. So don't let Satan lie to you. Hmm? Come on now. But it depends on the one who is behind all the promises. <laughs> our grasp on him may seem feeble, but his love is that of an elder brother. Let me pause right there, put a practical point, and we're going to read the last. My brother, O.J. McKinney, the youngest brother, is getting married. Amen. 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 Last one. My brother came to me and gave me the privilege and opportunity to be his best man. Amen. Oh, man. That's cool. Amen. I want you to watch this now. Because I identify quickly about elder brother technology. Because on behalf of my dad's not here anymore. So from a practical end for with a family, it is a tremendous privilege as the oldest brother to be the best man for my youngest brother. My youngest brother had an issue. He needed certain resources because he didn't have everything. And he contacted me one day a few weeks ago and he was in tears. And I said, brother, dry your eye, bro. I got you. Now put that money in his account. Did you hear what I said? Practically, God. Huh? This ain't no hypocrisy, bro. The hypocrite is one who confesses out of his mouth what he does not possess in his heart. The Lord don't like hypocrisy. Your families don't like hypocrisy. The church don't like hypocrisy. Stop professing what you don't possess. The only thing we need to be possessing right now is Jesus' love. And what God has asked us to do, because he's a too good God, we do it. Under his power. Amen? Here's the last statement. Saints, so long as we maintain our union with him, no one can pluck us out of his hand. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Brother Charles, can you, can you go ahead and hit that uh, pass me not a gentle savior, brother? We're going to do that again. Amen, saints. Amen. Come on now. We want to give Satan a headache straight up and down. We just smashed him right up to his head. Thank you, Jesus. Pass me not, oh gentle Satan. I'm going to ask the entire church family, by faith with courage, to stand up and let's get in the middle aisle. We're going to hold hands. We're going to sing, Pass me not. We're going to give Satan a headache right now. This ain't about you. This is about Jesus. Come on now. Let's show us how we do this thing for the Lord. Huh? Let's get in there and fight with Jesus. For him. <laughs> huh? Come on, soldier. <laughs> Sweet, dog. Sweet. Yes, pass me now. Come on now. Hmm? <laughs> yes, come on now. Let's circle around. Let's give Satan a headache.
that brother to have a migraine. He give all kinds of people migraine. I want him to have a migraine today. Come on, come on around here. Connect over here. Yes. Come on. When you look at each other around this circle, I want you to keep something very close to your mind and your heart. Saints of God, we are a family. That's what we are. When you cry, I cry. When you're happy, I'm happy. Huh? When you're encouraged, I'm encouraged. Y'all get the point? The Lord has not asked us to be like everybody else. He asked you to be me and me to be you. Amen. He made each one of us individual and distinct. Amen. And all of us are necessary in the army of the Lord. And give it family. So, with everything you got, page 569. Ask me not, just to say. Ready? Okay.
Lord, thank you. Thank you so much. We don't understand a whole bunch of things. But the one thing we've decided to understand is that you died for us and you sacrificed for our lives. And you're the only one that's worthy of our love and our adoration. Father, today, in the name of Jesus, we submit our hearts to you all over again. We realize the wickedness of this world, the selfishness of it, and we're being impacted by it daily. We're tired of it. Father, just rescue us from this foolishness, from this dumb stuff, from this, 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 this cankerous situation. Lord, we want to be saved in your kingdom. But the truth is, we really don't know what to do or how to do. So we're humbling ourselves before heaven and requesting that you will help us lead the way. Show us what to do. Father, thank you for everyone that's under the sound of my voice right now. All of us are trying to make a decision and do this thing better. So help us. And Father, the, the folk who decided to take one extra step courageously fearlessly, no fear, and say, you know what? I know I've been doing things for you, Lord, but you know what? I have been giving all to you. And so, Lord, today, I want to give all to you. Lord, please, you do the rest of the work. We can't do it. This is just straight up. We can't do it without your help. Thank you for your Holy Spirit's power. Thank you for answering our prayers. And I ask that you will be with these individuals their side and give them the strength never to leave your side. And Father, we'll be careful. Give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor for your worthy to be praised. In Jesus' precious name, let all the saints say, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Yes, he is.